Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Post Money Plan Podcast. My name is Dallas Post, and I am your host for the Post Money Plan Podcast. As you know, I believe empowerment comes through knowledge, so my purpose here is to inform, educate, and stimulate thought on topics within personal finance, economics, and investing. You can find me at postmoneyplan.com or search the Post Money Plan in the iTunes podcast app or in Google Play. This week, I wanted to talk about spending and more specifically a spending app, which I came across called Spendit. A couple months ago, I was at an entrepreneurship demo day at Station Houston where startup companies pitch their businesses to the startup community. And I met Tylesha Summers there, who is the co-founder of Spendet, which is a spending app that helps people pay down their debt. I was able to get in contact with Kylie Summers, who is the co-founder and husband of Tylesha. So I brought him onto the show. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Like I said, I was really excited about the concept, and I've looked at apps like Capital and Acorns and Stash, and I really liked the whole idea behind it because I definitely believe that part of the problem of personal finance issues and, and spending issues is not so much the actual knowledge of what to do, but more like the psychology and the behavior of making the change and the effort to pay down debts and reduce spending and those kind of things. So I really like the idea behind it. And thank you. Thank you. I wanted to give you the opportunity to share what exactly the philosophy behind it is and how it all works and all that stuff. So let's just start at the beginning in terms of what your background is and your story and what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Thank you for the intro. Again, my name is Kylie Summers, founder of Spendet. My background, I'm, I'm born and raised from St. Louis, Missouri, and I uh, got the opportunity to go to school and, and get an engineering degree, electrical engineering degree. And I spent about seven and a half, almost eight years as a manufacturing engineer. With that experience, I had a chance to do a corporate startup. Uh, we built out an automated warehouse, similar to what we, we watch every day with Amazon. We were doing that, except we were sending chips to C stores or convenience stores and so on and so forth. So I had some great experience in the corporate sector, but then something tragic happened to me in 2014. I wouldn't say me, but my family, uh, we lost my dad. And uh, when we lost my dad, it, it came by surprise. He had a massive stroke. At the time he had the massive stroke until he died was 30 days. In those 30 days, I, I got a chance to spend time with him and you know he passed. So... At the top of 2015, I started to reconsider everything, and I, I wanted to really do something different. I was doing well in the corporate sector, had this startup. I actually got promoted out of the corporate startup into a job that I really wanted, got the job I really wanted, was in that job nine months, and they wanted to promote me again. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if I really want to stay here. I ended up accepting the job, but before I even moved into the role, um, I decided to walk away. And because I wanted to do something that was totally different from the everyday hustle bustle. So I decided to sort of begin the process of starting an in-home healthcare business, believe it or not. And that was because of the time I spent with my dad. And I just wanted to, to provide something more meaningful to people. And so that's what I set out to do. But in the midst of starting the home healthcare business, I got all the way to the end, mind you, but I put it on the shelf. In the middle of building the home healthcare business, the idea of helping people pay off debt came to me from God. And so God gave me this idea. And the idea really came behind my wife and I becoming debt-free. 
So we became debt-free in 2015. And then this idea comes and we begin to celebrate in, you know, in, in victory, right? I mean, who, yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't want to pay off debt? So we begin to celebrate and tell people, our friends, our family. Was that from a process of before you made it to that goal line of paying off the debt, did you think it was unachievable? Or did it seem overwhelming? <laughs> the mountain was in the way. <laughs> the mountain was in the way. So so if I can provide more context there. In 2007, I graduated actually on today, 10 years ago from college. And six months later, everybody come asking for their money back. Yeah, yeah. And so I would say almost a year after I graduated, I find myself in about $70,000 of consumer debt. Really? Yeah, 70 big Wait, so not even student debt. You're talking consumer. Consumer debt, right? Because I graduated, had a nice income. You know, I got this fancy car, bought a big TV, right? All the things that probably shouldn't have done, right? But those were the best, worst decisions I could have ever made, right? Because it taught me very early on. But yeah, I found myself in $70,000 worth of debt. And at the time, I was like, oh, crap. I began to think about how I grew up. Well, I didn't come from a silver spoon, if you will, in yeah. my mouth, right? I, you know, I come from humble, very, very humble beginnings. And uh, my mom and dad, you know, were separated. And I watched my mom work three jobs. My mom killed it to make sure that, you know, we had the best of everything. And I'm not saying the best of everything like Jordans and things like that, but just the best, the, the things that we needed from a necessity right, standpoint right. to survive, right? And I watched that. And so... The moment I had the realization back in 2008, after seeing myself in you know $70,000 worth of debt, that thought process came to my head. Like, I'm the first generation graduate in my family. I saw what happened to my mom from you know hard financial struggles, uh, from very humble beginnings. I don't want to ever see that again. I need to change my behavior, my habits, whatever I'm doing, right? The dirt has already been done, right? I've already spent the money and signed the deals. Well, let me ask you this. That dynamic from growing up, feeling like it was such a privilege and struggle to have niceties and things like that. So that once you had what felt like a really nice income coming out of school, then, oh, okay, I want to kind of like treat myself and and get all these things that I I couldn't have before. I think all of those things was definitely a luxury. You come out of college, you have no, no obligations, right? You think you don't have any obligation until the student loan companies come knocking at the door, right? (laughs) And so up until that point, I was like, man, I can live. I can be free. I'm only accountable for me. I'm no longer dependent on my mother or whoever else to support me. I got this. And But yet I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But again, I, I tell you, that experience stirred up something inside of me to say, you know what? I need to do something different. And so at the end of 2008... You know, I began to really focus on debt. You know, I, I had to line them all up, right? The Dave Ramsey approach. We talk about the debt snowball, yeah, right? Yeah. I think he has a phenomenal program. He teaches people how to get out of debt. Had some financial advisors help prioritize some things for me, and and we were off to the races. Uh, and if I can fast forward into 2015, we paid off all of our debt, including the student loans, the cars, credit cards, right? We paid off all that stuff, and so. We began to rejoice, and what we found is others were experiencing the same thing we celebrated from. And at that moment, the light bulb went off. How do we help people do what we did so they can celebrate? One of the things I tell people now is the longest relationship you're going to have outside of your parents or with people is with money. You're going to need money until you die. So you talk about behaviors, you talk about habits, right? 
it's hard to change those things. But what about working parallel with the things that we're going to do anyway? And so the whole intent of spend that was to pair the idea of spending and paying off debt with the everyday habits that we all have and we will have until we die. And that's spending money. And so that's how the idea of the concept was was born. It's funny that you mentioned about money being a, a relationship that you'll face because that's kind of how I got into investing in the first place. I was in college and I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life in terms of career direction or that kind of stuff. And my friends and I had a, a summer project to try to take on one thing during the summer that was quote unquote adult. <laughs> and I thought about it for a while and I was like, I don't have any interests, you know, yeah. like or like any adult interests. I don't know what I would want to be doing for my career or that kind of stuff. But then I thought, well, regardless of what you do, you hope to have savings over time. And then with that savings, you hope to invest it. So regardless of what I thought I was going to do, I felt like investing was going to be useful and learning about it was going to be useful. So that's what got me down the whole track of investing and finance and then economics in the first place. Wow. It's real. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a real thing, whether we think about it consciously or subconsciously, it's a real thing, right? You know, if we start a corporate company, hey, I'm putting money in 401k, right? Yeah, it's invested, but you're going to spend that money one day. It, it's going to all be used. To your point, how do you mirror that to what you're already doing to help get to the side that you want to see? And do it in a smart way, right? Do it in a way that it's not binding you in, in any obligations that could, you know, haunt you for the future that you're trying to prepare for. And so these are all the thoughts that come to mind or came to mind uh, in the beginning. And becoming an entrepreneur or deciding to become an entrepreneur is not an easy thing. I think the tragic loss of my father made me put things in perspective. And so I I didn't necessarily think about money at that point because it wasn't about money. It was about just fulfilling that passion. But then when this idea came to me, the financial literacy, the financial education around, you know, how I grew up my whole life, it started to just really circulate in, in my brain. And, and uh, you know, we just began the process. So before we move on, get us a little bit more detail on the genesis of Spend Debt. Okay, and, yeah. And how it got to today. Okay, so and so mid-2015, the idea came to me, uh, spend and pay off debt. I'm in the middle of trying to start an in-home healthcare business. So I was like, ah, it's just an idea. You know, I asked one person about it. It's like, man, it's crazy. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to keep going down the path, right? You got to get those naysayers out of here. <laughs> They're always holding you back. And I don't even know if it was necessarily a naysayer. It's just like, man, you crazy. That's not going to work. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't really vet it out. So I, I kept the idea with me, right? I, I didn't totally forget about it. I took a class at the Houston Area Urban League trying to to develop more structure around, you know, developing my home healthcare business. I didn't know anything about starting a business at the time. And so the idea was to go build my business plan out, put all the structures, the financials in place, everything I needed, you know, in order to get my home healthcare moving. But in the back of my head, I had this other idea, this, this fintech or spend it idea. And so as we were given homework, it was a 12-week course. And uh, as we were given homework each week, I did my homework for the home health care, but I also did it for spend it. And things just started to make sense. So August, I had I started the class. By October, it's like, you know what? Maybe I can turn this thing into an app. <laughs> so real true story. I picked up the phone and I called out to Silicon Valley. I'm not going to point out any names, but I called out to a, a firm out in Silicon Valley. I'm like, hey, 
I'm trying to build an app. How much would it cost to build this app? And so the guy was like, you're trying to build what? I said, I'm trying to build an app. And he said, uh, it'd be $300,000. I said, great. I said, uh, that's expensive, though. <laughs> I said, can I get an iOS and Android? He said, no, that's just for one. I said, so you telling me it'd be $600,000? So I was like, oh. Um, he stopped me mid-thought. He said, but what are you trying to build? And so we began to have this conversation. And he said, look, if you can answer these seven questions for me, I know you're serious. I was like, okay, what are they? And so he asked me these seven questions. I wrote them all down. These is at the time they was considered some heavy business questions, but really they were basic, right? I didn't know anything. So I, I wrote the seven questions down. And I said, look, I can answer them now, but give me a day. And I want to make sure I think through them and I'll get back with you tomorrow. Next day, sure enough, I answered all the questions without hesitation. I called him back and said, hey, here's all my answers. He said, Kylie, you serious? Hey, but I want to tell you something. I think you have something of some intellectual property. I said, what? What are you talking about? And from that conversation, I, I stopped talking to everybody immediately. And I began to build uh, this simulation. Me and my wife. My wife is, a, you know, shout out to her. She is a, a more of a patient person. I'm the visionary. She's the integrator. But she was uh, she was able to take my vision, create this, uh, help me create this simulator in, in Excel. And we applied for a non-provisional patent on on the the micropayment process. We was granted the non-provisional at the top of 2016, and at that point we began to file for LLC, and then began to you know continue the momentum from the a small business development university from the Houston area urban league, kind of building that foundation. Did the lean canvas did the microeconomics. If you have a business, you got to make money, right? So we did that whole piece, developed a business plan, and then we started to look for investors, or excuse me, uh, developers uh, to help us kind of build it out because I couldn't afford 300000 right. nor 600000 right. right? And uh, we just grew. It just kind of grew from there. That was kind of the, the beginning of uh, Spend It. And I did a ton of pitch competitions uh, back half of 2016 to kind of help feed it. As well as funding it, you know, through the the eight years I spent in corporate, and you know, here we are today. So you've already been mentioning this, but let's be more specific about Spendet's purpose. Someone signs up for Spendet. What does that help them do exactly? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Spendet is designed to assist people to pay off debt, leveraging micro payments through everyday transactions. Currently in the market today, you can spend and save with companies or banks like Bank of America Keep the Change program. And a few other programs or banks have what they call a spend and save platform, right? You spend money that help you save. And they use a roundup method, right? So if you spend $1.50, they'll round it up to two bucks. That difference, uh, they take it and put it into a savings account. Uh, there's other companies like Acorns, uh, which is a financial technology company. They are designed to help you spend and invest, same thought process. You spend one dollar and fifty cents, rounds up to two dollars. The two dollars, the fifty cents, excuse me, goes into that you know the investment. And so we created a third lane, allowing people to spend and pay off debt at the same time. Instead of using the roundup method, we use an add-on method, meaning the user can define their micropayment. Anything greater than fifty cents, a user can add to any transaction that they have. 
we wanted the user to have control and be able to designate what they wanted per transaction to go towards their debt. So if I go buy my favorite cup of coffee, let's call it a dollar and fifty cents, I can add a dollar to that transaction. And at one dollar, it would go towards, let's say, my student loan debt. So if I owe Sally Mae, Fed Loans, Navient, right, it'll go towards that that debt every time I have a transaction. So it's really a mindless way, painless way. Uh, it creates discipline for the, the everyday person to be able to send money to the debt as they have those transactions. Because we all know we're going to have their relationship with money until the day we die. But, you know, some people can't find the way to commit to paying debt. Or some people like myself, I wanted to accelerate debt payoff. And so it serves both ends of the spectrum and everybody in between. So that's the concept and the, the idea around spend debt and how it works. I really like that psychology component to it. If you're tacking on an extra 50 cents or a dollar to every time you make a purchase or you're spending on your card and that's going towards debt repayment, that can really get you over the hump of just going about spending all your money and spending what's in your account. And then you look and you're like, ah, I don't really have any money left over to go and put towards my student exactly. loans now or put extra towards it. And a tool like Spendet, I find exciting because it just helps people get over that hurdle of allocating that money. It just does it automatically for you and makes it so that you're making progress on your debts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what we wanted to do. When we celebrated talking to friends, right, they were still entertaining with us. They were still going out to eat. They were still going to movies and traveling, right? So how could we provide them a tool that can assist them in a way? Whether it's small or huge, it assists them in a way, right? If you make just a little bit, you know, you work at a little bit at a time, before you know it, you'll have worked down the debt or that mountain that I mentioned when I graduated from school, right? You'll you'll work it down. It can be used in tangent with your bill pay platforms from banks that you may already have set up. So if you with Chase or you with Bank of America or Wells Fargo and you have these online banking payments coming out, we can work right alongside that, right? It's it's not in competition with no, we wanna we wanna work right alongside what you already have going because it's all in benefit of the actual user and it's to help accelerate or make that commitment for debt payoff. Yeah. We've already been talking a little bit about it and we don't need to go in depth, but Give us a little feel for the functionality and how a user is going to use Spendet. Okay. So you will be able to come to our platform and you can actually go to the platform right now at spendet.com. That is spendet.com, S-P-E-N-D-E-B-T.com. You can go, you can create a profile. Once you create a profile, you'll be able to link the bank account that you want to pay from. So if you bank with Chase or Bank of America, you'll be able to select uh, your bank. You'll link the bank account. Then you will be able to select the debt account that you want to pay. So if you're going to pay your Fed loan, student loan account, or Mohila, you can select it. Once you select your debt account, then you are asked to define your micropayment. So anything greater than 50 cents. So this will be attached to every transaction that you have. So that add-on amount could be a dollar, 50 cents, $2, $5, whatever you coin it. Once you define it, you can set a cap amount. So if you know in your budget, you know, from a month to month basis, you don't want to spend no more than 50 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month. Hey, you can cap it at that. And then after that, that's it. You just begin spending as normal. And uh, throughout the month that you have these transactions, we aggregate all of these transactions and we'll make a one-time payment on your behalf without you having to do anything. And we'll watch you and, and assist you and help them pay down that debt. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I really like the whole concept behind it. What's the current status or where are things at now with Spendet? 
I'm glad you asked. So right now, we uh, just most recently launched our beta, and we're very excited uh, to get it up and running. It's been a, a long process, but we're here, and Spindad is live with our first version, our first beta 1.0. Uh, so for all the listeners out there, please go and register. Send it to your your friend, your brother, your cousin. Uh, get them to <laughs> to like and share our platform. But it is available for users to 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 use it right now. You can be our early adopters. You can <laughs> you can take it and use it, and uh, you can also provide us feedback. Right? We're not we're not perfect. But I'm gonna ask you this question: What company that you know that you may work with or you may shop with that is perfect? Perfect does not exist. But we all strive to be perfect, and so we want to be perfect for all the users on our platform. And just a final question, how about cost? Oh, so, uh, yeah, there is a cost. This is a business. It's $1.99 a month for up to 25 transactions or $2.99 for unlimited transactions. And by transactions, you mean like each time I'm swiping my card, I'm making a payment? Absolutely. So every time you have a transaction per month, exactly how Dallas mentioned that is considered a transaction. And so if you know you have 50 transactions a month, hey, you may be more inclined to select the unlimited selection or payment plan. All right. I'm excited to see this out there. I want to see people using it. And me too. We, we actually have several users on the platform right now, but please be the next one. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see the use case in it in really getting those like student debts paid off quickly after school. I think this is a really great tool for people just coming out of school, getting student debts paid off so that they're going on the right foot. So that's why I wanted to share with my audience, because I think that will be really relevant for people coming out of school. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, If I can just take this moment to say thank you, Dallas, for connecting with my wife a few months back and just being consistent. If you guys don't know, Dallas is very consistent. He follows up. And uh, it's, it's a good guy, and I really appreciate him extending the invitation to me and my wife uh, to be here today, although she couldn't make it. Um, but uh, Spindad is definitely glad to be uh, on your platform today. So, again, thank you, and we appreciate your, your, your invitation. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, catch us next time on another episode of the Post Money Plan Podcast.